Hey friends, happy Monday. Welcome back to the Bible's Babies in Business podcast. I'm super stoked about today's episode. We are going to be talking about four worn out, tired, old, don't really work that well anymore, marketing and sales strategies that you need to avoid as an online coach running your business on Instagram. These are strategies that have worked in the past. They used to be really fruitful strategies and like trends on social media, marketing and sales strategies come and they go. And so we're gonna talk about some of the old worn out marketing and sales strategies that you might still be using that friend if you are, just know that there is no shame here. I want to point it out to you though, so that you, because, because maybe you don't know, maybe you don't know that you are using an old worn out marketing sales strategy and that there are better, new, fresh marketing sales strategies that can help you get more clients and make more money, increase your income in your online coaching business. So we're going to talk about those four marketing sales strategies today that you need to avoid. Go ahead and just drop them in the, in your nearest garbage can. And and we're going to, we're going to move on with some fresh ones here going forward. So without further ado, let's jump in. Hey mama, welcome to Bibles, Babies, and Business. Are you ready to start an online biz, quit your nine to five, and stay home with your kids? Are you up late at night Googling online business ideas, how to market myself, and how to get my first paying client? Do you have lots of ideas, but feel overwhelmed when trying to figure out which ones to focus on so you can move your business forward? Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, I too felt drained by my day job and wished I could find a way to make money online. I wanted time freedom and the financial freedom to be a stay-at-home mom, but imposter syndrome kept creeping in and telling me, you could never make enough money doing that. And what if you do try and you fail? But then I discovered how to build an online coaching business from home. In this podcast, you'll find biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, online marketing tips to help you start and build an online coaching business from home and a whole lot of mom life because we're doing it all with a baby on our hip. So grab your Bible, snuggle your baby, and let's build your business because you were made for this. So yesterday I got a Voxer voice message from one of my very sweet clients and she was sharing a win that she had just had in her business. So for context, I'm teaching my clients a three-step sales strategy to book their own one-on-one coaching clients. And she was sending me this message right after she had just gotten off a call with a potential client. And here's how that call went. These are some of the words that she said to me. She said, it went, it, she said, it went really well. Um, really insane how God works. It was a beautiful experience being able to serve her. She cried, like good cried. She's like literally my dream client. She's perfect. And I saw this message and it started to get me thinking of the strategies that I was teaching her in order to feel this way, to, 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 to get off a call with somebody and to be able to walk away from a Zoom call thinking to yourself, man, now that is my perfect dream client. That call just totally lit me up. That call felt so good. On that call, 
that person felt so, so so served, so seen, so heard that she was crying, like like good crying. And I was started thinking about how the strategies have changed in the online coaching space. Because like I said, the strategies that I'm teaching her, this is a three-part sales process. These were not the strategies that people were being taught back in like 2020 or 2019 or 2018 or 2017. These are pretty new and fresh strategies. I've seen a few coaches using these strategies um, to get clients and increase their income right now, but I'm not seeing a whole lot of coaches. Um, it is only a matter of time until coaches pick up on these strategies and then we'll see a new wave of trend in the marketing and sales space. And that's really why I wanted to camp out today. Did you know that just like there are trends on social media, there are fashion trends, hashtags used to be super big, now they're not. Like reels are a new trend on Instagram. Just like there are trends on social media, there are trends in the way that people market and sell in the online coaching space on social media. And that only really makes sense, right? Because if, if things on social media come and go in trends, then it would only make sense that the way we market and sell on social media comes and goes with trends. So today, I wanna highlight to you some old, worn out, should be thrown away marketing and sales strategies that used to be relevant. Like they used to work. People used to get tons of clients these ways. People used to like make lots of money these ways. But like other trends on social media, these are trends that have come and now they have gone. And I want to point these out to you in case maybe you're using one of these strategies. I want to lovingly tell you friend. It's time to let that one go. Okay. Uh, we're going to move on. You know, like when you, you have like a piece of clothing, like that you wore for like decades, like to be honest. Okay. I'll use myself as an example. I have this jacket. It's this bright blue jacket and it's from Victoria's Secret. And I got it when I was in high school. I'm, I'm sure that I was probably a junior in high school. So probably like 16 years old. Some of you have probably seen me wear it on social media. Uh, you'll know it if you see it. it. I mean, it's it's bright as day. That is a jacket. That problem, like that trend has come and it has gone. There's really no reason why a 27-year-old woman should need to be wearing a, um, a bright blue jacket from Victoria's Secret that she got when she was 16, like 11 years ago. Uh, but I do. That jacket should probably be like retired and, and like gone to Goodwill. These strategies that I'm about to tell you, these are the equivalent of my bright blue Victoria's Secret jacket that I need to probably take to, to Goodwill, okay? These strategies, they're old, they're worn out. We need to toss them, retire them, okay? So if you hear me talk about a strategy that maybe you're currently using, I first want you to realize there's no shame, okay? We're all here learning. I just wanna point these out to you though so you can kindly retire these strategies and make room for new ones because I wanna help you get clients and increase your income in your online coaching business. So let's jump right on in. The first marketing and sales trend strategy that used to work really well and now doesn't is, drum roll please, 
cold pitching. Now this one might seem obvious. I would say 99.9% .9 of coaches know that cold pitching is not a good idea anymore in the online coaching space. Let me just explain to you first what cold pitching is in case you haven't heard this term before. So pitching is essentially when we pitch our offer to somebody that we want to buy our offer. When we tell them about our coaching package, about our services in hopes that they will buy it. Okay. So you've maybe heard of like an elevator pitch or a sales pitch. Pitching is just essentially telling somebody about your offer, hoping that they're going to buy it. Cold pitching is when you randomly copy and paste a sales pitch to somebody in the DMs that you didn't have a prior relationship with. It's like the first message that they got from you and you're just copy and pasting a message that probably starts off with, Hey girl, like you're not even like saying the name, like you're saying, you're saying something very general, like, Hey lady, Hey girl, Hey babe. And it, it was very big. I think in the, um, network marketing space, I don't think it is anymore, but it used to be very big in the network marketing space as a way to get people to buy your products. That used to work probably, oh, I'm going to say around probably the 2017 mark or before, back when social selling wasn't as common as it is now. There was a time where it was completely like, uh, like, like, like hardly anybody cold pitched. And so, so if you were somebody that did receive a cold pitch, like you opened up your DMs and you saw Sally Sue down the street saying, Hey girl, was thinking about you had this product that, that I, I thought of you. Um, and, uh, their, their sales ending tonight, 25% off use code, uh, pink and you'll get 25% off. Here's the link to check out that used to work. The reason why people did it is because it used to work. However, people did it so much that it just, it, 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 it's burned out. It's worn out. Everybody knows what it's like to be cold pitched now in the DMs. And we all know that like you're sending this to like 25 of your other friends. It's not personal. It's not relatable. You didn't even take the time to say my name in the text. And it comes off very icky, sleazy, and dare I even say the term salesy. I kind of like hesitate to say the word salesy. I hear a lot of other people saying the word salesy. Um, like that feels really salesy. At the end of the day, friend, we have got to change our narrative around sales. Sales is not icky. So to say selling feels salesy is kind of like saying this water feels wet. Well, of course it's gonna feel wet, it's water. Sales are gonna feel salesy. The way you guys are saying salesy though, what you're really meaning to say is it feels icky, it feels sleazy, it feels pushy. So that was just a little side tangent there. Um, let's stop expecting sales to not feel salesy. Sales are sales, okay? We can present sales in a way that it is like an invitation to work with us. We can present sales in a way that feels like service, but let's stop asking sales to stop being salesy because water's always going to be wet, okay? So I just challenge you to change the language that you're using. Anyway, that was number one, cold pitching essentially sending a very random, a very broad um, DM to somebody that you haven't really talked to ever, asking them to buy something that you're selling, okay? It's, it's, it's not good. We're, not, we're done. We're done with that one, okay? We're retiring that, that, that marketing strategy. We're gonna, we're gonna take that one to Goodwill, okay? We're done with it. Number two, 
posting and hoping. Now, this is one that I see people still doing a lot of. So posting and, posting and hoping, getting my words twisted up, posting and hoping, this is when you are making a post, you're making a piece of content, you're posting it, and you're just hoping that somebody is going to see your post, they're going to slide into your DMs, or they're going to click the link in your bio. Okay. Now this used to work again, each one of these strategies, you guys, they used to work. There's a reason why people did them, but like trends, they have come and now they have gone and they are, they are, they are long gone and we are in a new era now. So posting and hoping this worked really well when there was a chronological algorithm and every single person that followed you was likely going to see every single piece of content that you created. So there were lots of eyeballs on your content, therefore more opportunities to make connections with people and for people to see you posting about your offer and therefore being interested in your offer, clicking the link in your bio, sending you a DM, all that. However, here's why this is kind of worn out. Number one, we don't have a chronological algorithm anymore. Almost every single person on Instagram has sliced in half the amount of views that they're getting on their content, whether that is views on their Instagram grid posts, like the graphics that they're making, or views on their Instagram stories. A lot of the places that we're posting content are getting far less eyeballs on our content, therefore less opportunities to sell the things that we're offering. So that's the reason why, number one, why posting and hoping is, is no longer working. The second one is, Again, there, there's there's a lot more social selling happening right now in 2022 than there was in 2015. So posting and hoping back then was probably a pretty solid strategy because not everybody was doing it. And now when the average Instagram user, when I say the average Instagram user, I'm talking about the average human being that's not making money on Instagram. Okay, friends, let's just pause here for just a quick moment. Okay, sometimes I think that we, and I'm putting myself into this category as well, we as people who make money online, sometimes I think that we forget that the average person doesn't make money online. We think that everybody is paying as much attention to our content as we are. We think that everybody is getting on Instagram as many times a day as we are. We think that everybody is as engaged when they're scrolling through the app as we are. They're not. The average person has Instagram for two reasons, to stay connected to their friends and family that they don't see anymore, and to kill time when they're waiting in the doctor's office or they're in a really awkward conversation and they're like, I just gotta pull my phone out and do something else other than this, okay? That's the main reason why most people have Instagram. Most people are not getting on Instagram to buy things. That's not like, like nobody like opens up Instagram and be like, ooh, what can I buy today? That's why they go to Pinterest. Like, like people are going to Pinterest with more of a mindset to buy. They're not going to Instagram necessarily looking like, like nobody's holding their credit card in their hand when they're pulling up the Instagram app being like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to buy something today. No, they're not doing that. So posting and hoping we're selling to an audience that is not as engaged as we are on the app. Posting and hoping is a really passive approach to trying to get clients and trying to make more money. It's not active. You're make, you are making something. You are posting that thing, but then you're just sitting back hoping that somebody slides into your DMs. And my guess is that 
if they are sliding to your into your DMs, it's happening pretty rarely, okay? If at all, if at all. So we're not gonna do that anymore. I still want you to make content. I still want you to post your content. I still want you to tell people about your offer in your content. I just don't want that to be the only egg in your basket. All right, and some people are using this as like the only egg in their basket. And then they're wondering, why did my launch not fill up? Why am I not getting clients? Why did I get 15 clients the first time I did this back in 2017? And now when I do it, it feels like there's crickets. It's because the, the, the pool of people that are on Instagram, they're burnt out. Like every time they get on Instagram now, somebody new is selling something and it's, 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 it's like background noise now. Okay. We have to do something different. We have to do something engaging. We have to take a much more active approach now in 2022 than we ever have in the past. If we want to get coaching clients and make money online. Okay. That was number two, posting and hoping we're not doing it. Number three, trying to close the sale on one call. Now let me break down for you in what scenario is this happening? So I'll use myself as an example. Back in 2019, after I got my very first business coach, I created, a, they, they, were, they were teaching as part of the program, they were teaching you how to launch your coaching. And based upon when you, so, so through the process of a launch, you would um, put out a freebie and then you would tell people about your paid offer and then you would have an application and then you would tell people to fill out the application and then you would book a sales call with them and then you would try to close the sale on that one 45 minute sales call. That worked really well for me back in 2019. I got, um, I, I got, I, I became like, I think I became booked out with one-on-one clients doing that. Like my very first time that I did that after being taught that launch strategy, like I got booked out with, with one-on-one coaching clients. It worked very well. That was 2019. Now everybody and their dog is doing launching. Okay. Which we're going to talk about launching here in a second. There's a way to do it. There's a wrong way to do it. What I want to talk to you about right now is the worn out sales strategy of trying to close a sale on just one 45 minute sales call. Imagine this for a moment. Let's say that you have a $4,000 offer and you have a link in your bio for your application. And one day you get a notification that um, Amanda filled out your application and submitted it. And you don't really know who Amanda is. You really don't know Amanda's story. You have no idea how long Amanda has been struggling with the things that she's been struggling. You don't really know a whole bunch of lot, like a whole bunch about Amanda's goals other than what she wrote down in her application, which she probably gave you like surface level answers a little bit. And, but you know, you're super excited about the fact that you got an application into your one-on-one coaching program. And so you instantly send Amanda an email with your link to book a call with you. And the day and time comes for you to get on that sales call with Amanda. And you're just super excited. You're like, all right, Amanda's ready. She, she, she filled out the application. She's, she's at least halfway committed. I'm going to pitch her my $4,000 offer. And I remind you, they are, you don't know Amanda. You've never met Amanda in your life. You get on Zoom, you start talking with Amanda, and in the matter of 45 minutes, you are trying to build a relationship with Amanda that you didn't know 
45 minutes ago. She was a complete stranger to you. You're trying to build trust with Amanda. You're trying to prove to Amanda that you are an authority in your niche, that you know what you're doing. And then you are going to try and sell Amanda a $4,000 coaching package and hope that she's going to trust you enough in these last 45 minutes to hand over her credit card to pay you $4,000, which by the way, is what she makes out after four full weeks at her job. You're essentially asking her to give you one twelfth of everything that she makes in a year. How do you think that that is going to go? Well, it used to go very well. Like I said, that's how I signed my first several one-on-one coaching clients back in 2019. Now, friends, there, there is so much competition. And I say that in, not, to, not to freak you out, not to make you think that the market is oh so saturated. If I hear that phrase, oh my gosh, one more time. Um, I, I, what I'm telling you is that there are lots of other coaches that are probably doing something rather similar than what you're doing. An application is an unnecessary obstacle to getting somebody on the phone. Back when I was utilizing an application and then trying to close people on one sales call, I could I had this like back bad this like behind the scenes um, strategy that I could use with this website, and I could see where people were starting to fill out the application. And then I could see where they stopped filling out the application and where they closed out the application. Like I could see which question they got all the way through and then freaked out and then didn't submit the, the application. And it was always the financial question, always. They always filled out the entire thing and then got to the financial question, freaked out, closed the screen and never submitted it. And I always, I thought to myself, man, if I could have just got that person on the phone, I could have shown them that this wasn't as scary as they're probably thinking. I could have I could have told them about my custom payment plans. I could have shown them the value of my program, but because I insisted on having the obstacle that is an application call and they got freaked out reading the financial question, I've lost that opportunity. And if by chance they actually do fill out the application and submit it, odds are you do not have enough time to build the relationship, trust, and authority that you need to pitch them a high ticket offer. If you're pitching something that's like $1,000 or less, maybe, maybe they will trust you enough at the end of 45 minutes to hand their credit card over to you and pay you $1,000. I, most of the time though, nowadays especially, I, I think trying to close people on one sales call is the definition of rushed and pushy. No wonder you're feeling icky, sleazy, like salesy to use the language that I'm hearing all the time and pushy on sales calls. That's the definition of pushy. Trying to get people to give you money that was a complete stranger to you 45 minutes ago. Like, guys, what, where is the, the audacity? We haven't even, do we even know their dog's name? Like, did they go to college? Did, are they married? Like, do they like cheeseburgers? These questions you don't actually need answers to, but my point is, do you actually know them? Have you earned the right to sell to them yet? Okay, 
So that's my that's my spiel on trying to close on one call. If you have a low ticket offer, if you're selling something that is $1,000 or less, then trying to close the sale on one call, it, it may work for you. However, I teach, I, I sell myself high ticket sales, high ticket offers. I teach my clients how to sell high ticket offers. And we are not selling like three, four, five, six, ten thousand $10,000 packages on one 45 minute sales call. Absolutely not. We are slowing the process down. We are building relationships. We are building trust. We are building rapport. I am trying to get to know this person as an actual human being, not just somebody that I am hoping is going to pay my mortgage for the next four months. That's why people feel icky with sales. People feel icky with sales when the sales process is rushed, when it's not personal, and it's very pushy. And there was this also this tactic that I was taught back in 2019 that I just would not recommend, like... This is another definition of a pushy sales tactic is I remember people saying to me, don't let them get off the phone without collecting payment first. Like, like even if they have to go talk to their husband, get a down payment. Like what? So you want me to try and like verbally finagle my way through this conversation and get them to give me some sort of money before going and talking to their husband about it? Ew, no, that's pushy. That's icky, okay? I don't know about anybody else, but Lucas and I do not make financial decisions without first talking to each other. So if somebody is having the audacity to try and sell me a five, six, seven, eight thousand dollar coaching package, and they're not even going to give me the space and grace to go have a conversation with my husband first, mm-mm, red flags all around, sirens, sirens are going off. Let's not do that, okay? Let's not put so much pressure on one call. Let's slow the process down, okay? Let's, let's, let's give people space. Let's give people grace. Let's l- treat them like human beings. Let's, let's get to know people first. Let's make sales an invitation, all right? Sales feels icky when we push the process, when we try and hurry it up, and when we rush it, okay? And trying to close a high ticket coaching package on one call is the definition of rushing and pushy. Number four, launching without a game plan. This is an old worn out marketing and sales strategy. Okay. So now I want to tread lightly here because launching, I made an Instagram post about this this week, launching in and of itself. Okay. I'm just going to say it. I believe that launching is overused and overrated in the online coaching space. Now, I do believe that technically launching can be done well. In fact, I myself right now am in the process of preparing a launch for a program that's going to happen next year. So this is not me hating on launching. I believe it can be done well. However, I believe that most of the time, most of the time, coaches are spending days or weeks planning out these launches that are ending in a flop, which if launching is the only way that a coach knows how to get new clients and make more money in their business, and then their launch flops and they were like counting on getting those clients, they were counting on making that money and then they didn't, it cues the coach to panic 
because the money and the clients didn't come in the way that they thought it would. So they're quickly hurrying up, creating a new offer and duct taping together a new launch just for the cycle to continue over and over and over and over. Now, again, launching used to be the go-to way to get new clients between like 20, 2017 time range to 2019, when there wasn't a lot of coaches overdoing it. But now everyone is doing it. And to be honest, I believe that Instagram audiences as a whole are burnt out from seeing so many coaches launch. Not to mention the amount of coaches themselves who feel burnt out from doing 27 launches a year. So here's my two cents. If you're going to do a launch, which I am a-okay with, in fact, I'm planning my own launch, like I, like I just told you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to launch, okay? So I won't want anybody saying, Kimmy's being a hypocrite. No, there is a right way to launch and there's a wrong way to launch. Here's my two cents on launching. If you're going to launch a program, you need to sell your program privately first. What does that mean? Sell the, make sure that this thing is selling before you launch it publicly. For example, I am going to be publicly soon opening up enrollment for a group coaching program that is going to be starting in January of 2023. Before I open up enrollment to the public, I will make darn sure that I already have paying clients in that program. I have cracked the code on how to talk to, how to sell to, how to privately invite people into a coaching container first before I open it up to the public. So my two cents, sell your program privately first before you ever even think about launching it publicly. And then once you already have paying clients in that program, then sell your remaining spots publicly through a launch. Why do we do it this way? This guarantees that your program is profitable before you just throw it up on your Instagram stories and hope that people will slide into your DMs wanting to buy. Also, private sales tend to be less work and have a higher sales conversion rate than launching. When I say private sales, this means that you are selling to somebody without telling everybody about it on your Instagram. So a public launch is saying, oh my gosh, you guys, huge announcement. My XYZ program is now open. Click the link in my bio to check it out, fill out the application and join us. That's public selling. Private selling is having private conversations with people that you believe are a good fit for your program and privately selling to them or privately inviting them into the program. Private invite, privately invite many people into your program first. Make sure that this your program is something that people want. Make sure your program is profitable. Then, and only then, sell your program to the public. Okay, again, this guarantees that your program is going to be profitable and you're going to avoid the situation of panicking because, oh my gosh, I put up this, this launch. I, I, I spent all this time putting up this launch. I really thought all these clients were gonna come in, all this money was gonna be made and it didn't. And so now you're freaking out and panicking, wondering how you're gonna make rent next month. Okay, let's avoid that situation altogether. In the last 36 days, I've locked in $25,984 under contract without doing a launch. I have less than 600 followers. You guys, 
the job that I got right out of college, had I stayed there the entire year, I would have made less than $20,000 in the entire year. I just closed $25,984 in the last 36 days. And I still have sales calls coming up. So moral of the story, you don't have to launch in order to get new clients. You don't need to have thousands of followers to make thousands of dollars on Instagram. Coaches, listen up. The game is changing in online business. The strategies that used to work aren't working like they used to anymore, okay? So cold pitching, posting and hoping, trying to close the sale on one call, launching without a plan, all of those things, they're not working like they used to. That is why you're seeing so many business coaches pivot their approach to marketing and sales. And as business owners, it is our job to stay adaptable, to stay humble, and be willing to change our marketing and sales tactics when the market changes. All right? So bottom line, the online space is changing and we as coaches need to step it up if we want to continue getting clients and making money online. If you are finding that the strategies you're currently using are not getting you new clients, they're not working, they're not making you money, then it is time to make a change. Hire a business coach, buy a course, do whatever you got to do, but don't keep wearing out old strategies that already aren't working for you, just hoping that someday they'll magically start bringing you new clients. 12 months from now, you can either be in the exact same place that you are now, except more broke and more frustrated, or you could have an online coaching business that is making you money, that is getting you clients, and that is providing for your family. It is your choice. Now, I know that my tough love approach is not for everyone. That is okay. I do want to say, however, the Bible warns against flattery and listening to people who are always willing to tell you exactly what you want to hear. I am not here to tickle your ears with words that feel really, really good, but get you nowhere. I know that you have bills to pay. I know that you have kids to feed. You do not have time for somebody to just tickle your ears with flattery and make you feel good. I love you. I want to encourage you. I also want to sharpen you. And sometimes that takes friction. Sometimes that takes tough love. You know the verse that says iron sharpens iron? Iron only sharpens iron when there is friction between the iron. Okay? So if you are here for tough love, then hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're here for the tough love, then here's what I want you to do. I want you to come follow me on Instagram. I'm showing up on Instagram Monday through Friday. I take the weekends off. That's my social media break. That's my time to rest, to recharge, to put my full entire attention on my husband. Um, but I am there on Instagram Monday through Friday. And I would love for you to come hang out with me. My Instagram handle is at cami.wilkie. You can find that down in the show notes. It is spelled C-A-M-I-E dot W-I-L-K-E. Come hang out with me on there. Come slide into my DMs. Let me know that you listen to this episode. Come watch my, my mini trainings. I aim to do about two mini trainings a week on my Instagram stories 
and they are so value packed. I know that you're going to love them. Friend, thank you so much for hanging out with me today on Monday. I am so blessed that I get to do this episode, that I get to do this podcast. Like how cool. I'm sitting here in my pink tie-dye sweatpants with my pink beanie on my head because it's getting chilly outside, sitting on my couch, recording this episode on a Friday afternoon with my puppy sleeping by my side. Like life is good. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you for listening to the show. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode and I will see you again on Thursday. Hi friend, thank you so much for tuning in to the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. If you learned something from today's episode or if it blessed you in any way, I would love to know. You can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review and I may just read your review on the show. Thank you again for being here and I pray that God would fill you with peace in your faith, your motherhood, and your business because you were made for this.